Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam starts now. What's going on out there, citizens, global boys, uh, doing things all over the visual and audio space. It's only one person. That's me. I actually had someone send me an email over at info at newamsterdam.com. And they said, hey, look, there's this guy out there who's doing this wrestling show using your name. And it was me. Like, there's only one Flobo Boys, thankfully. Uh, but I appreciate the help in trying to suss out fake accounts. The podcast for creative starts now. And well, I always ask this question, but how are you doing? Please let me know. Make sure you hit up the show at New Amsterdam on Instagram and at new underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. Uh, today, I will tell you that my guest, Brian James, had created a audio drama, which is a crazy cool art form that had its heyday almost two generations ago. And it's come back in the podcast space, especially now uh, in the throes of lockdown. But The Wolf Among Sheep is Brian James's uh, opus through the world of erotic massage and his journey and his character's journey through all of that, which I really enjoyed. And so my chat with him was kind of special. Hope you guys enjoy it too. Uh, this is my talk with Brian James. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Rare, the podcast for creatives. It is I, Flobo Boys, in the mayor's office hanging out, and something has tickled my ears over the past couple of days. It's been the podcast, Wolf Among Sheep. Um, unique, to say the least, and well, my guest today will tell me why that's unique. Please welcome Brian James. How are you doing, sir? I'm all right, sir. Yourself? Uh, you know what? I, I can't complain. And well, I never thought this was a thing, but how would you describe... <laughs> Actually, how do you describe the wolf among sheep? Because I mean, that is a very unique presentation of a very unique profession. Yes, it's um, it's an audio drama. Um, do you remember back in the day before they had TV and they used to listen to radio, radio with the mystery shows? Oh it's, yeah, it's still a thing. It's like really, um, if you go on Reddit, look at a lot of the subreddits, I guess, for audio dramas, audio mysteries, audio erotica. They have them all there. Um, and it's just another medium where people can, you know, listen to, I mean, their favorite shows, because uh, there's plenty of them. Like one named Lime Lights or Lime Wire. Um, Amazon actually picked them up, I believe. Apple TV or Amazon picked them up for a real show, and Jessica Biel stars in it. Um, wow. Yes. So that all came from a podcast audio drama, and hopefully one day I will be on yeah. that. <laughs> well, um, audio dramas are kind of making a surgence. In fact, I was in a couple of audio dramas with friends, but this is not compared to the audio experience, if you will, with The Wolf Among Sheep. Uh, it's based on, true, based on true events, quote, most of it happened, which I thought was a very cool twist about this. Can you describe the kind of massage therapy our main character does? Because I think that is the hook that drew me into this world. Okay, so look... Um... Body, he gets, he's in a rut. He's in like a depression phase, um, just in a tumultuous relationship. Uh, 25 plus K in debt. Uh, 
what else? He ended up having to move back with his parents. Um, and this at 30 some years old. So that's already kind of like a mind. Right. Right. Um, so he moves to Louisiana. He gets um, invited by one of his friends to try his hands at being an erotic masseur. Um, <laughs> I love the phrase erotic masseur. I never thought that existed, but it does. Continue. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it's somewhere between just you, go on Pornhub or somewhere and you'll just type <laughs> it in. I'm pretty sure you'll see something similar to it. I don't know what a Pornhub is, man. I'm, I'm reading, I'm um, in Bible study. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we can link that part out. <laughs> no, I'm talking. <laughs> um, yeah. So I get there and as I detail in the audio series, like insanity ensues. Uh, now, I didn't know exactly how it works and I was really apprehensive, but you know, desperation to make you do crazy things. Right. You know, it was a fight or flight situation. I just didn't want to stay with my parents anymore. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and a lot of the people who get into that industry, I find either do it for several reasons. One is for money, of course. Two is to support an addiction. And three is mainly for, um, I would say, a lack of guidance. Or for me personally, I think they have a lack of self-esteem, whereas they think that is the most lucrative way out of whatever situation they're in. Now, for me, I was, I was thrusted into it. Okay. Uh, and I, my main goal was getting out. I was so ashamed that like, I had to put my pictures up. And yeah. it, um, I talk about this later on in the story, um, episode eight. Make sure you guys check that one. That's very special. Um, it feels like modern day slavery. Um, that one is the Kako episode where I'm in Highland Park, Texas. Um, a couple. Well, they asked me to come for a couple's massage. Right. They did not really want a couple's massage. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. Um, and they said things to me like, um, they asked me, did I just get out of prison? They asked me, why do, am I using my interview voice? Mm -hmm. um, so it's a lot of microaggressions, I felt. And then as we went on, um, it got you know, increasingly worse. Like at one point she was high as a kite. These are like rich people, like really rich, uh, like affluent, like, and it's so weird to me. So I was in their heart room. It's like mm -hmm. a secondary living room. Mm -hmm. And I have this middle-aged, maybe 50 year old white lady on the table, like with braids in her hair she on fishnet stockings think of christina aguilera from dirty oh okay that's yeah. that dress and she had like the hardest like fake breasts you could ever see in your life right 1950 60 implants and she's like <laughs> the twerk and it's literally flat like a whole back straight back and she's like saying stuff like daddy look i'm a trap queen and i'm like <laughs> yeah and it's they had a um, black butler like reals he looked like he was about 70 years old i had a conversation he, with him did um, he live in the property or did he commute to work no he stayed there it felt like okay. yeah um oh wow 
Yes, it's true. Um, and the craziest thing was when I got ready to leave after I kind of like lost my cool with them because they kept using a, a word that I would not repeat uh, to describe me and other people or just saying it freely. And I just didn't think that was like right. right. <laughs> um, so when I constantly called them out on it, she ended up getting upset and said, Daddy, sit it back and buy me another one. Mm. I just don't think as a person in general to be said told, send it back, buy me another one. That stuck with me. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's very it got it has its ups and downs. You make a lot of money, um, but you find like even though you have a king cavalier bed with silk satin sheets. Like you can't sleep at night, right? So it's kind of right. So it was interesting because I again I, I this is my first foray into the world of erotic masseuses masseuses masseuses. What's, what's the plural for that? Yes, massage. Uh, <laughs> oh, massage therapist for sure. Uh, but but the decision to make this a podcast. I mean, it's definitely an experience that had a lot of ups and downs, as you said. Some positive, not so much positive. Some people keep that within. Some people write books. Some people go on Broadway. Why did the podcast speak to you as a perfect medium to get your story out there? Um, because, like I said, um, the web series, I was thinking of a web series, um, and that was an astronomical amount of money to invest on one episode. It was running around 35 k minimum, and I'm doing a 10-episode season. So that's a lot of massages I have to do. I'm paying for pockets. <laughs> so right, right. I don't have any investors, but the only way I feel like my main reason was to do it. Um, I noticed like a lot of younger people within that community, they um, idolize like this sexual behavior to the point where I'm thinking like you're going to be 40 years old. Looking back at that stuff, like what the heck was I thinking? So, if you can listen to this, because I I'm gonna come out with the short novel for it later. But if they can listen to this, I try to keep it under thirty minutes each, um, and get any type of insight beforehand, like some forewarning that I wasn't able to get. Um, maybe it would change their mind, and if it does, if, if they do decide to do it, they actually have more knowledge about how it works. Mm-hmm. So. How is the creative process? I know these are based on your experiences, but like how you decide to, to make an episode about one particular event that happened? Do you collaborate with other people in the writing room and the production room? Is it a one man show? What's the process like? I wish it was a writing room. I literally wrote every episode by myself, except the finale. I actually enlisted help because I wanted to be. <clears throat> very um ambitious with the writing style for and it's gonna flip people on their head if they continue to watch it and they listen to episode nine and ten which is one collective big episode like an hour long um that's details me having that mental breakdown on the client and some other things that happen so it's Mm. really wild and the way that if you if you listen to episode four and you see how the sound engineers like did that one you understand like why that uh, hour long is i want to feel cinematic but at the same time like a culmination 
of this journey coming to like a halt where you feel as though like, oh, wow, is he going to be okay? <laughs> yeah. That's honestly how I felt. So um, the writing process was pretty much me using my journal notes that I had with my therapist. Uh, okay. And I just reworked it, um, you know, for a format that is fit more so for an audience opposed to just me talking to her or talking to myself. Yeah. Uh, what's an audience uh, going to pull from listening to your escapade? Is it just to entertain? Is it to do a cautionary tale? Is it to uh, things they can pull from their own nine to five corporate job? Like what was the thought process there? So crazy enough, I had um, one of my clients hit me up and they said, hey, I listened to your series and uh, from the way it sounds as though you hate your job and that you load your clients and i had to stop them for a second i was like if you felt triggered by any of the things that you heard you probably want to change your behavior right so it's not necessarily if you know that's not true it's not a depiction of you mind you i had like 600 some clients so with that many people and i'm only pulling 30 for three seasons uh maybe 35 that's a very small amount so if you feel like that and within that small amount, you fit within that category. That it's more than likely something that you have done that you need to fix. So I had to let them know that way. Um, but as far as like what I want people to pull from it, I just want them to know like the issues that you're going through, you're not the only one who's going through those. Like mm -hmm. you're not alone and don't be able to speak up about it. Like talk about it, start a conversation or pretty much heal. That's right. my thing is to heal yeah and how has your healing process been uh, if, if it's still ongoing so it's going it's going okay. it's a lot better it's a lot better than um where i started i mean heck if you would have saw me three you know I, if you would told me three years ago but no, right. if you would have saw me last year you've been like next month makes a year i've been doing that type of work um and so much has happened. Um, I was able to start um, two businesses, this venture right here um, as well. Um, I went back to school. Um, I graduate next month. Uh, I go to therapy now twice a week. <laughs> yeah. uh, but mentally, I'm overall, I'm pretty in pretty good. I'm in a good place. And I think me being able to release that through writing and even more so through releasing it audio um, form, it kind of just um, took a weight off of me. Let me know, like people reach out and say, hey, I was molested when I was younger and this happened to me, like real people, random people, I don't know. They literally email me and Snapchat, send me messages and we have like lengthy conversations about it. So. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's one of the things we do when we create things, right? When you have someone give you their feedback, their impressions, you change your mood for better or for positive or worse. That's great. I think that's why I like doing it too, being creative, being able to say, hey, look, this is a true story. It's something I created my own hands. Uh, let me know what you think about it. Yes, I think that's the best part of feeling. Yeah. So, so the Wolf Among Sheep was currently uh, in its first season. First season's run right now. There's a couple episodes. I loved it because even though there is the very 
real interactions you have with other people or characters in this world, even though it is a true story. There is moments of comedy. There is moments of levity. There isn't moments of panic at sometimes. Uh, going through these stories again, were there ever was there ever a situation or a story where like you felt of it one way while it was happening to you, but then writing, you're like, oh my gosh, this is a whole different perspective? Um, to be quite honest, when I first started, um, and I'm not just study spinning out episodes, um, you know, shameless promo, but yeah. <laughs> uh, episode seven, I detailed this, whereas I saw it as a, I didn't see the work I was doing per se as a job anymore. I kind of made up this character in my head. And then I also used to think I was in the music video of sorts. So, you know, I had the music playing, you have all these strange people in and out, and then at the end of the night, you got like a lot of cash. You just feel like, okay, this is a music, like I'm a character, this is a music video, and um, it was used to be like that every night to the point where I had carpal tunnel. Like I right. was like messed up. Yeah. So, um, it was a thing. Um, but I think the problem is once, I developed that character and I was doing it so often, I kind of became that character. Mm. But I didn't know how to get out of it. So I had several situations with what happened to me. And um, when I had the little breakdown, it was a point where I snapped out of character and I couldn't go back. So it was kind of like a realization, like, oh my God, this is what you're doing. I had like a panic attack, it was bad. Um, someone got assaulted. I, I apologize, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, assaulted, and it was bad. It was really bad. What's the plan for the show? I mean, The Wolf Among Sheep, you said there's be more episodes, more seasons on the line. I mean, where, where do you see the show growing over a year's time, over two years' time? Um, overall, I think you'll see the character, um, people come and go. Like, you have a lot of one off characters. But the sole thing about this is you actually watching him learn. And I purposely made it, um, took the show and released it out of order. Um, I start episode one and I'm already in the middle of doing it. Um, and the reason why I did this is because I didn't think that my story was a linear one because it has moments where I reflect and go backwards and then I might progress one day. And then that's how, you know, mental illness is. One day you're doing good, next day you're square one. Then you up and then you're down. So I felt like um, me doing season one that way, you see how sporadic, like one episode I'm happy, then next one I got anxiety, then next one I'm sad, then next, you know what I mean? Like it's so up and down with that. And I felt like um, me, taking the episodes and release them like that uh, would kind of help show that this character is unstable mentally and um, you're watching that journey. Yeah. True story, very personal story. So I got to ask, can you walk me through launch day? You have the ideas, you wrote in the paper, you recorded it. So you got that part far on your courage journey, but to release it out to the wild, to listen to feedback, to listen to critiques. You said that some people said they came up to you, which is great, but like a lot of our people, a lot of our listeners have their own creative projects. Any tips, tricks, advice, experiences in making sure when you release it out to the world <laughs> to brace for impact almost? Um, release it right before you go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
that way you're not just sitting here like i don't care if you're taking a nap or whatever you know i love melatonin i talk about it all the time i love yeah pop you two or three and then release it and then you know when you wake up then you just like go back through the motion but it's already out there uh but no i always say this um you never know who is going through something similar and you know who might need to hear what you have to say until you put it out there in the universe and for me launch day was exciting but at the same time i was nervous because not too many people know what my line of work is <laughs> oh really i didn't know that i'm sorry yeah, they kind of thought I was still working for HR of a construction company. So this was some interesting conversations I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, don't want to ask the personal details about that, but were more people shocked? Were they disappointed? Were they excited that you had the adventure? Was it a, a relief that you were doing something that made you uh, productive? I guess I won't say happy, <laughs> but like you were working. Which way? You mean the actual show, or do you mean the uh, the job itself? I guess people who did not even know you were in this world to begin with, uh, and they came to you asking questions. What was the general sentiment? Was it like, how could you do this? Or was it kind of like, oh man, I was worried about you not working with everything going on. I'm glad you did. Like, what was the, the perception? No, um, one of my good friends, um, he didn't know. And then I released it and he listened to it. And he was like, so this is a true story? And I'm like, sure. And he was like, so this is why you're always traveling. And I'm like, yeah. But he's been very supportive. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big believer. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And, yeah. and another thing is don't judge another individual because they don't see it the same way you do. So, sure. Um, that's what I like to think of when it comes to critiques. Like you can be critical of the actual story or the you know, the way it's written and formatted, but don't ever judge the characters in the story on a personal level opposed to like those type of creative critiques, but not at them as an actual person. Yeah. Well, it seems to me that you're rolling your way on the Wolf Among Sheep. Looks like you have stories for seasons to come. And I know when there's always a, a hit which is, I think this very might well be. Uh, there's always that ask like, hey, what's next? Uh, do you have other audio drama ideas or are you just focusing on this one right now? Well, the thing is, this is non-fictional um, and it's based solely on my life. So um, it's kind of hard um, to, you know how some people like to sing? Some people know how to yeah. sing. I know, I don't know how to do either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I can write. So, yeah. um, that was always my thing. My ex-wife would tell you. She was like, yeah, I'll try to ask you something or get you express something and you'll write it out opposed to just talking about it. I was always right. more comfortable with a pen and paper. Um, so I don't have any plans per se for this particular show or a future show, but I would like to possibly, uh, how do I say this? Um, once my life changed, I would like to document that and maybe it won't be with the same body character because that was just my name for this job. Uh, so we might have more stuff coming, but, you know, 
my life imitates my art a lot, you know, and vice versa. So I had to see my life takes me. Yeah. What, wait, so you were also body in that world as well? It's only, was that only your name for this particular show? No, if you go to my, um, that's the name of my company. Like, okay. massage site is bodyworks.com. If you go to my product line, it's thebody.com. Absolutely, absolutely. And then my um, company overall name is, the umbrella company is The Body Brand. So yeah. it all ties in together. So at the end, you'll kind of see like, oh, so he did this and he did that. And there you go. I got to work in the promotion when I can. And and this is where you're talking about what life imitating art and vice versa, the wolf among sheep. And and what does it mean? The title in this particular instance, for those that are thinking about it, maybe on the fence that why is it called the wolf among sheep in this world, in this instance? Okay. So, you know, the sheep, they always, they, they follow the herd. They go with what um, the, everyone is doing, where birds flocks are doing, whatever. They always follow with the mass media, whatever people tell them to do. It wasn't yeah. that I started going against the grain and doing what I wanted to do or what I felt I needed to do for me that my trajectory in life actually changed. So I found myself, um, and then it has a double meaning because when I initially started inside that business, I felt like, you know, a helpless sheep and I'm meeting all these wolves. But what I found is that the only thing different, once I learned how to operate, I realized they really are the sheep. Because, you know, I know how to play the role and play, you know, get what I need out of the situation. Um, so once you learn how to be strategic about that, I'm like, I start seeing them as sheep come to see me. They don't realize that I'm the actual wolf. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice little twist on it. Uh, yeah. But the, the podcast is out now, The Wolf Among Sheep, wherever you stream your podcast. And uh, if you want any other links that you wanted to promote about the about the show, let us, let us know. Where can people find the podcast? How can they connect with you? How can they learn more about the program? Okay, if you go on Facebook, I actually have a Facebook page. Um, just look for The Wolf Among Sheep. Um, I have, you can go to Simplecast. Um, that's the main hosting site for the podcast. Um, I also have Try the Products at um uh, thebody.com um if you want to book a massage com. it's spelled b-a-h-d-y and yeah i mean that's our oh, snapchat the body brand so i do a lot of promoting on there i don't have instagram sorry um mm -hmm. i'm old facebook <laughs> so <laughs> i'm sorry i'm old which i can relate <laughs> to now <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I don't I can't do Instagram. I do Facebook. Uh, I still know how to use that. I'm a MySpace kid. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great talking to you guys. I really appreciate the support. And like I said, check it out. Um, the show delves into um, mental illness. Um, we have a discussion about um, rape, colorism, fetishization, <laughs> um, the criminalization of um black americans um i go into good littles um i have a good little soliloquy about that whole thing um and yeah just check it out it has a lot of underlining meanings and uh, things i want to get across through it 
Excellent. Thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, can't wait to have you back for season two or season three, because this it. may blow up. The Wolf Among Sheep available now. Uh, this is Brian James. You're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours. <laughs> <laughs>